0: Hi, today on Vulnerable we have an explicit topic warning. Um, I have a wonderful guest on who has an OnlyFans account and makes adult content. Uh, We had the honor and privilege of chatting with him because he once was on Disney Channel in Wizards of Waverly Place and you know has come so far in his life and done many many things and has landed with this fascinating career. So I talk all things Dan Benson on today's episode of Vulnerable.
1: Do I have to be vulnerable?
0: Fuck yeah, you do, Dan Benson.
1: Okay. I was Hi. mentally prepared for this.
0: Hi. <laughs> I'm really happy we that- we did it. We, we are finally here. I'm and very wearing excited. wearing half a shirt.
1: I, well, yes.
0: But that's intentional.
1: I'm wearing part of a shirt, though.
0: Oh, no, I'm, I'm actually a, glad that you dressed up for this. That's a big
1: deal. If my nipple slips out, though, someone has to tell me.
0: Same. Same. I,
1: need a, I need some tape. <laughs> this
0: is awesome. So Dan is here, and I'm actually really, really excited to have the conversation because you just have a really good head on your shoulders.
1: Not many people have told me that recently.
0: Why? Because I'm making insane life choices. Why? Why are they insane?
1: Okay, maybe they're not insane, but they're wild.
0: Okay, let's talk about it. So Dan, would you consider yourself a sex worker now? Yes, why? Because you naked in your pictures? Yep, okay.
1: very so, naked.
0: So, what does it mean if somebody were to call you a sex worker? like what like let's unpack it? <laughs> well,
1: I first of all, I want that to be an empowering statement for sure as well, right? Like I don't want negative implications added to that insinuation that you know sex workers are great and they're essential and they're fantastic. So the fact that I'm like now, having the opportunity to be like lumped in that group, I think is awesome. And I wanna like continue to support sex workers because I think it gets a bad rap. It really does. I mean, it's
0: freaking legalized in other countries where they have benefits and protections. And um, you know, uh, do you know many sex workers here?
1: Uh, I've met a handful and I, I think I got really good advice even before I started doing this, Mm -hmm. which the one piece of advice I'll always look back and be like, that was the best piece of advice Yeah, for anyone who's like thinking about going into this line of work is like, you have to think about it critically because it will have long lasting repercussions the rest of your life. And if you're not comfortable with the idea of every single person you've ever known or know finding out about it, then don't do it. (laughs) I'm not going to be here to change anyone's mind. And the thing that I've learned about this from going through this experience is I have no control over how anyone's going to react to this. Some people are going to think it's empowering and great. Some people are going to say Disney ruined him or he went down a dark path or he made dark choices in his life. And honestly, I'm not even here to say what's... Right or what's wrong? Like I, I just like I chose something that I felt was right for me in my life, and I just I'm trying to, you know, I say I don't care what other people think, I definitely care. Of course, Uh, we all care, but I've gotten old enough and to the point in my life where it's like, okay, I care, but those people don't affect my day to day life. They don't pay your bills. They don't. They don't buy the medicated dog food that's really expensive to make it so that I can afford to care for my older dog or help support my family and like be there and be a provider and and take care of things because like I don't know after the Disney thing it's like you when you get that insane high of being on a Disney show and riding this like massive wave of what you feel is like success and being in front of four million people every single week wow and then kind of have nothing after that happen, right? Like, you know, you do a couple things, but for me, I struggled to uh, create any sort of acting career after Wizards of Waverly Place, and it's, um that was a dark time. Dude, we're, those so dark. Those are dark years. We
0: both, we both experienced this, and we both experienced it concurrently because we were both on the road with um, some acting class companies, and out of respect to the folks that we actually, we, we, we like them, you know, we wish them the best, Um, there were certain protocols that probably weren't the most ethical that I observed um, where, you know, we were kind of brought in as the celebrity names to kind of like tell people, you know, like, these are the folks that didn't go to our, you know, they didn't go to our school, but, you know, they're endorsing our school. And so we had to endorse essentially across the board, some of these sales that were happening for kids in the middle of nowhere that were either too young or like their personalities weren't the right kind, but it was you know we basically were on the road trying to make a little extra money consistent money right and which
1: there was no other opportunity to do that it's basically that or i'm going back to starbucks again you know i
0: mean i did comic cons um shortly after that but i was i know for a fact that i was doing comic cons and these acting classes every weekend until i was like super pregnant man i mean i was super pregnant with my first kid so it really wasn't that long ago that, like, I know our paths were crossing. Um, you were never, like, teaching with me. In fact, I think, like, you were, you know, because your show had come a long time after mine, it was like you were on the road before me. And then I would come in and actually teach these classes to these oh. kids. Oh.
1: <laughs> yeah, I did I did a mix uh, of, like, doing the 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 kind of seminar and just, like, yeah. being a face there, but also teaching a bunch of classes. And I have really fond memories of teaching those classes. And I taught a lot of talented kids, but I'm not here to tell anyone they can't be successful, no that's matter true. how not naturally gifted they are at that's something. True. And a lot of the people I didn't think were naturally talented work hard enough and make it. That's true. So it's more just like, how much do you want it? That's
0: true. Ooh, but that's such a great area because like how much does a kid actually want whatever it is they perceive uh, their lifestyle could be if they were a Disney star, right? Because mm. like essentially that's the that's the sell is that, hey, you know, you're going to be – you you have the opportunity, you know. You to, can be famous. Right. It's a little misleading. So in mm. on my terms, I would say I just wish that we could be a little bit more transparent for these things um, so that folks knew, you know what? What I'm actually going to get is some qualified people to teach my kid, and, and we're going to try to reevaluate after those classes. You know what I mean? Mm. But a lot of times some of the parents would like – I'm going to mortgage, you know, or I'm going to take a second mortgage or I'm going to, you know, lay away or whatever it was to just kind of try to A
1: lot this. of people who could not afford it did it.
0: That's which what it is is. Is the
1: the biggest struggle I had for this was the the people that like were struggling to survive spending a tremendous amount of money on something that's like I don't think you understand that these are not guaranteed things and in fact it costs a lot of money to get into the industry mm-hmm. uh, it's expensive to like go out to los angeles and rent a car and do all these other things just to like have a shot not like it's it's crazy
0: well but you were saying before that this was how you were found though
1: this that's why i'm a little bit conflicted because this is how i got into the industry i was like 14 years old and i heard one of those ads come in on the florida, radio right in gainesville florida um and i was a really dorky goofy super surprising i know wow everyone shocked at like i was a dorky kid I'm like what <laughs> but uh but i did have this i've always loved attention okay <laughs> and i never got it um Aww. so i like really worked
0: from who you didn't get it
1: just i was always i always looked really young mm-hmm. and so all through middle school it was really tough when you like are in middle school and you look like you're in elementary school still mm-hmm boy, you're a target. Oh, I bet. And it was, it was kind of rough. Okay. Um, so I never got attention from any of the people I wanted attention from. You
0: mean fem- like females?
1: That and also just like the cool kids, you mm-hmm. know? And mm-hmm. so.
0: I feel that, by the way. I and I'm also a middle child. Oh, so okay. maybe
1: that is it, but I don't think so because I definitely got attention from like my parents.
0: They're good parents.
1: Yeah, they're very good
0: parents. What they think about uh, the sex work?
1: They are incredibly supportive. Really? I've kept them fully up to date from every stage that I was like deciding to make another like extreme choice. Cause this started just as me as like kind of taking shirtless pictures for like Patreon. And then it like, everyone kept just being like, you know, this is good, but you could do more things that we really (laughs) want to see and not just like, I was like, hmm,
0: who are these people?
1: Oh, so I don't think I've told you the story of how uh, I actually got the idea that I, I could do OnlyFans. And I was already gathering uh, a number of followers mm-hmm. on Instagram because I had nudes leak online.
0: Who leaked your nudes?
1: I got catfished. There's a whole industry around catfish, mm-hmm. catfishing other people. And then there's websites that sell... It's called baiting, where mm-hmm. people make fake profiles, they bait.
0: My mom just got baited by somebody in Syria. She's 75. She's a widower of, you know, five years. She's like, I think I want to get on some dating sites. And, you know, these folks, they don't understand. And uh, she just got baited. I'm an orthopedic surgeon. I'm coming back in five months, but I'm in Syria. I'm like, mom, stop. Yeah. She's like, could you take a picture? I want a new profile picture so I can look pretty. And I was like,
1: oh, oh God damn no. it,
0: Like... Fuck these people. But I get it. I mean, you know, they don't care. We're just numbers, you know? Yeah. So you got catfished? Yeah. How? Through like a, a dating website?
1: Snapchat.
0: Oh, okay. Be
1: careful out there. Yeah, I mean, people sell drugs
0: on Snapchat. I mean, Snapchat can be rude. But yeah,
1: so I found out that my nudes were all over the internet.
0: Well, oh, then, you took the nudes for this person, essentially? Yeah, I
1: thought, you know, I, I was like conversing with this person for kind of a long time, like months on end, um, before I was like comfortable. Yeah. Okay. And this was kind of before it was like really commonplace to do this kind of thing or it was, and it just wasn't, I just wasn't made aware of how prominent it was. And so I just didn't have my guard up and then, yeah, sent out nude pictures that weren't even good. Boy, I was bad at taking nudes back then. I'm good at it now, but back then, I see them and I'm like, oh boy, like I'm not even <laughs> upset they're out there. I'm upset that, that those are the ones that are out there. Like,
0: But you weren't working with Disney. Were you still like kind of on good terms with them when the nudes were leaked? Like what year was this?
1: It wasn't just one time either. I'm not even going to lie. I got catfished multiple times. Wait, what? Yeah. That's crazy. I was really dumb.
0: The nudes were leaked more than one time?
1: I think multiple people catfished me.
0: And then they just, and then they just held onto them and put them in.
1: So they were, they would sell them on these websites that were like celebrity nude leaks. Oh, fascinating. And so it's like a whole porn niche is like these baiting yeah. things. And then they would sell them on websites. And so like, I I was just really, obviously I went through all the emotions of like being terrified because I was trying to make a career after Disney. Yeah. And knowing that those were out there was like, oh, well, any family friendly things like if that's I, now I, I I was not really. You know, I was known as Zeke, but no one really knew my name or who I was. Um, so it wasn't the most newsworthy thing, really, like a lot of, you know, probably your in your case, a little bit more newsworthy that the nudes leaked. Um <laughs> and women's bodies
0: so this is actually interesting we'll get into this women's bodies are so much more commodified unless you became a gay icon um which i'm assuming you probably have
1: i think i have now yeah because
0: a lot of people when you search your name it says dan benson gay Mm. so um and if that is a part of your sort of like followership like how do you how do you come to understand that when you know Where do you sit with that?
1: Mm. Well, it it is kind of interesting to be a straight man who creates content for gay men specifically. Okay. And they're, you know, obviously I understand it's kind of, that's also controversial, right? But I've always been very open and honest with all of my followers and everyone who watches my content about my sexuality. And I get asked all the time, are you gay? Are you bi? And I'm not sexually attracted to men, but I just don't mind creating content for them. And in fact, I have fun creating content um, and I get enjoyment out of creating content specifically for gay men.
0: Hold on a second. So there's so much to unpack. I love it. Thank you. First of all, thank you for coming today. Thank you for bringing your A game and sharing your fucking realness. I'm being
1: vulnerable. You are. I'm just letting it all hang out. I got to say,
0: you might be one of my top favorite guests. So thank you. Cause it's just, you're being so real and, and we really have come up in, 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 in similar times and similar ways. So it's just so fucking cool to see why you're doing this and, you know, and what you're giving people and what your motivations are and how that all transpired. And yes, I mean, you turned a shitty situation and you, and you made a fucking career out of that. I mean, for me, it's like, I've been pinched hold into nostalgia for just as long as you have. And so for me to have like tried to, turn that niche into a social media following has been sort of my trajectory. And I get hate all the time. Not all the time, but I'd say frequently enough where I just am like, you know what? I can't fucking care anymore about what these assholes who don't pay my bills are really are just trolls and looking for something to say, period, because they have no perspective.
1: And they know it's going to get a reaction. That's it. More so than anyone else. I get a lot of negative comments that of like on um, TikTok or whatever, and I respond to them, and then we're like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I yeah, just, I can't believe you responded right? to this, and yeah. I'm so excited. And it's like, well, why like did a I, petulant why did I give into that? <laughs> you know, it's so hard to not see the negative comments because for a thousand amazing comments and kind comments, that one negative comment, you're just like, it sticks in your brain. Well, let's talk about, reason. and
0: I'm actually really curious about sexuality and stuff too. Like, so you, you go from being sort of like, probably at the time that you were coming up on disney channel like i think it was like was jonas brothers and like that was pre jonas brothers was wizards
1: i think it was like right after right
0: after okay um i came i came before all you so i just don't yeah. know but it's like the boy the boy like the hunk thing was like really big whereas like when i was doing it we didn't really have a lot of that being pushed into the general demographic of Disney Channel. There was not a lot of love story stuff happening. It was so much more like Disney, like really, really wholesome. Um, But they had like, you know, you had David and you and Jonas Brothers and even the Sprouse twins. Um, But it was like, there was a lot of boys that girls could crush on. And, you know, now we see people like Drake, Drake Bell, who I really feel like had a really hard time coming to understand what it meant to be, you know, held responsible for that much power that you have at a young age. Um, Would you say that, you know, you said you were a kid who kind of grew up without any attention. Did you get that attention after Disney Channel? And how did you deal with that when it came to your sex life?
1: I'm so surprised that I'm like being lumped in with like these other like male Disney actors that even on my show, and maybe it was just my obliviousness, but I do get a lot of messages now. Like you were the reason why I knew I was gay because I was watching your show growing up and I.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I do. I get that too all the time. Yeah. Kim Possible. Yeah. Like all these. Yeah. But it's,
1: and it's very flattering, but to me it was so confusing because it was like, Zeke is the dorkiest character anyone's ever written. (laughs) And I played him the most over the top, like ridiculous, like in my mind, like the least sexy. And in fact, I did that specifically to make the other characters look better in comparison or like.
0: Oh, it was a conscious choice to it, play the fool.
1: Yeah, I definitely played the fool and, mm-hmm. and knew what I was doing and leaning into that. And so it was really interesting. But there there's people who messaged me on my OnlyFans saying like, they read a lot of Zeke and Justin love fan fiction. And there was a lot of writers who wrote that fan fiction. And I was just like, huh. <laughs> there, okay, but in that like, it exists. It's it's out there. It, um, it does, exist. and it, apparently it was really popular. <laughs> I was really?
0: Like, Whoa. Okay. Wow. Because I,
1: I've lots of people have messaged me about it. It's very interesting. Interesting.
0: But don't. But I'm talking about like with the girl fans and stuff. Uh, like your first experiences. Like, who was your first girlfriend and or serious girlfriend?
1: It was a girl I met on set.
0: Okay. Naturally. Yeah. And that was pretty. You know, you had a pretty normal relationship, and everything was
1: normal. Very normal, very healthy. <laughs> you weren't very just like exciting. a
0: sex-craved, like
1: no, you
0: know, uh, you know, good-looking young male actor in Hollywood.
1: No, I never got any sort of like special treatment from women about being on the show Wizards. I don't think
0: that's that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I would have thought you would have.
1: Not even that in, I even when I met you know.
0: on the road, I was like, oh, Dan, he's like he's like got that whole profile of that kind of guy.
1: That's interesting. Cause I just, maybe it's just, I didn't have enough self-esteem got it. at that time to have that sort of identity or even mm-hmm. thought that crossed my mind. And um, I had that long-term relationship that went through a lot of those years mm-hmm. um, and then ended. And then I did have, and the, I think the reason why I got catfished so much is cause I was so hungry for that sense of love again you know, that was my first real love. And it was like the strongest. And that breakup was the most traumatic breakup I've ever been through that they suck. That was the hardest time of my life. Yeah, they really suck. And Especially
0: if you were like coming off the
1: show and you're like, what do I have? Yeah, so I was struggling with like, oh, my career is dying, mm-hmm. that love of my life vanished. And mm-hmm. I felt like it was my fault mm-hmm. um, just from lifestyle choices. Mm-hmm. Um, and not that they were risque life choices. It was kind of just like, I was just kind of a, I was smoking a lot of weed mm-hmm. and just like playing a lot of video games and just kind of not doing much Got it. with my life, which maybe adds to the reason why my career struggled a little bit as well. <laughs> I don't you know? know.
0: It's hard to say. It's hard to say when you look back and you're like, oh, so and is doing this and so-and-so's doing that. And I, I, I honestly don't think... What I love about your story, too, is like you're talking about, oh, all this attention versus like, okay well, now I'm doing this and this has got a practical way of me making money. And it's like I've struggled with the same thing. Um, And so it's not so much about. Like, oh, look at the epitome of what I could have been as much as much as it's like, what can I do to just like make a fucking living and be proud of what I do? Yeah. Like what? Where's the, the where's the nutritional value of living my best life? Like, how can I just exist? Like when people want to shit on me for like talking about nostalgia, I'm like, okay, so I'm just going to like go back and not talk about what I've gone through or like, whatever, fuck off. I don't know. I don't know how you do it. Like how you don't care about what people think now.
1: I think it's just a self-confidence thing. It's like once I've, I've been struggling just to put food on the table for so many years, like even through the Disney years that Mm -hmm. I've made up just enough money to like pay rent. Mm Mm-hmm and then living in LA and that's about it.
0: But so, you weren't, so your parents though, were they taking, like, did they use your money or was it one of those things or no. were you just on your own kind of they're like? I was
1: 21 when oh, okay. I first got on the show. Okay, so got it. I had been acting for 12, 13 years before that. Got it. Just doing tiny bit roles um, and struggling. I actually auditioned for Even Stevens so many times. Shut up, By the really? way, so many times. Oh my God. Gosh, and I never random. booked it, but that's
0: so random.
1: I do remember auditioning for Even Stevens a lot.
0: That's that's really so.
1: I, I trained for my Disney acting through auditioning for Even Stevens, which is interesting.
0: Do you think that Disney Disney was relatively like a safe environment for us to kind of be working in? Because I I feel like the more I hear about like Nickelodeon and stuff, the more I'm like, wow, Disney just wasn't like that at all.
1: Yeah, I. I hear all the horror stories and people are like, are you okay still? I'm like, you guys don't understand. It was amazing for me. It was yeah. like the time of my life and yeah. the safest space and the, the nicest people on set from the top down. Anyone I met um, was nothing but kind and courteous and not inappropriate in any sh- way, shape, or form.
0: That's really good to hear. I've heard that too because, you know, um, Podco... Also does the Wizards of Waverly Pod with Jen and David.
1: Mm. And, I, of course, I get asked all the time, do you still keep in touch with all the cast? And oh, it's do like, you know Selena?
0: No, uh, I'm sure that's what they're asking. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, not really. I mean, you know how it is. When you're working on a show, you're working together, you're seeing each other every day. But as soon as that ends, that glue that, that binds you together, and for me, I, like, became very close friends, but I had, you know... I think maybe because I was like a slightly different age yeah. range, I like didn't fully like become friend friends with the cast members as much. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of just like, yeah, we're we're coworkers. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, you were twenty one,
1: and we're we're really good at playing. So it seems like we're really good friends. So in everyone's minds, we're all best friends because mm-hmm. you know, as actors, we played best friends. Um, mm-hmm. It's like everyone like thought uh, Jennifer Stone and I actually dated. Like mm-hmm. it's everywhere. It's like.
0: And so you will you can Google it and see that? Oh, yeah. 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 So basically when we're talking about the sexuality thing um, and you were talking about how you were a little bit like unaware of that for yourself and the empowerment of that and then just your sexuality in general, what made you think of starting to monetize nudes and then taking
1: There was a flood of gay men that discovered my photos and content that was out there leaked online, and they would come and follow my Instagram. And I, after Wizards of Waverly Place, I was working out with my roommate, whose name is Ryan Kelly. He's on Teen Wolf, and he was putting on a lot of muscle. So he and I would go and work out every day. Mm -hmm. And my thought process was oh, I'm gonna go put on a ton of muscle and get out of this best friend role. I'm going to yeah. try and go be leading man. Mm-hmm. And um, so I tried to put on a ton of muscle and I did. I got absolutely huge. I got, went to like 165 pounds and just got really big. And so I was like photographing from like this like dorky, mm. goofy friend character to like, holy shit, he's buff.
0: Got it. You were trying to recreate, recast yourself by like posting it. That makes sense. Yeah. They say to do that in like acting classes and stuff a lot.
1: Which looking back from an acting career perspective was a terrible idea. Why? That is not my personality at all. What? The beef, the. Just the leading man, (laughs) like hunky, like, come on. It's just not me. And Mm -hmm. it's like, I'm now that I'm getting older, I could see, like, oh, maybe I am slowly adjusting as more, as I've gotten more self confident, I've realized I can drop the whole. I don't have to be this like, whoa, hey, I'm zany and I'm funny and like me, please. Um,
0: Dude, you just turned that on so quickly.
1: Yeah, it's still there. (laughs) It's still there. I just don't feel like the need to do it anymore because it it is not me. Mm -hmm. Like it's a piece of me, but it's not really me. Of course not. Yeah.
0: It's a survival mechanism when you put that on. It is. It's so fascinating when I talk to like other Disney kids um, because – we have that in us in a way that's like so subconscious that like the like what you were saying on a TikTok recently you're like i'm sick of having to say i'm so and so from such and such and i and i had to comment on it because i was like well yep i feel that
1: Mm -hmm. you can relate just a (laughs) little bit to that
0: it is what it is it's like you either like i guess you have to learn to lean into it or you have i mean like what what choice do you fucking have which is my other question Well, you you can
1: get naked online and then people will know your name. That's what (laughs) I've learned. Because now I got recognized at Disneyland and I was like, I was like waiting in line for a ride and someone on the ride like turns to me and goes like, Dan Benson, I love you. And I go, what the, because that's never happened to me before. Really? Yeah. Even at the height of Disney, when I was on Wizards of Waverly Place, no one knew my actual name. Mm -hmm. They just were like, Zeke, the funny, goofy one. I know you. But no one knew my name. So it's a really weird experience now to be kind of way more famous than I was before just because I made this like crazy extreme choice into doing more like sex work.
0: Dude. So it's just interesting because it's like, do you feel like you had a choice to do this after the nudes came? Like did or was there no choice you had to like lean into this? I
1: absolutely had a choice. It just, I just felt like it was also a massive opportunity and- You know, OnlyFans has really changed the landscape of sex work, at least from an online persona presence. It creates an opportunity for people like myself to directly benefit from financially from all of the content that we create. There's no the only thing that we have to pay is a 20 percent platform fee to OnlyFans or whatever platform you use. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have to pay managers, I don't have to pay agents, I don't have to pay producers, like we're not just talent that gets a cut Mm -hmm. at the end of the day after everyone's taken all most of the money, Mm -hmm. I make all the money from it.
0: And you also benefit Trevor Project a lot, right?
1: And I I was able to, yeah, I was able to, so for I just chose for one month Mm -hmm. to give all of my OnlyFans money that I raised that month to the Trevor Project.
0: That's awesome. Why did you choose to do that?
1: It just felt right. Because I'd had so much success that year and it changed my life so much. And it was, um, the gay and trans community was so supportive of me through this entire process. And and even knowing I'm straight, but still like accepting me and then just like supporting me and being incredibly kind to me throughout the entire process. Interesting. I just, I don't know. I felt really like I wanted to do something just to give back a, a little bit to, I don't know. I, I'm not trying to sound like it's like some really no, but that's chivalrous thing to do. Because yeah. uh, it, it just felt right to me. Like yeah. it just felt like I needed to do something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I, you know, want to do more because it's, um that community does need continued support. They're they're always struggling. Mm-hmm. um And we can talk about it. We can make it Um, a public issue, but really at the end of the day, what they need is money to fight and to put legislation on the books that protects them.
0: Mm -hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So when when one of your fans, a male fan, or I guess I I would wonder if your male fans on OnlyFans are actually more respectful in the way that they talk to you than their female fans are.
1: More respectful? Define, like you were saying, that. that
0: they're being very supportive of you in what you're doing. Oh,
1: they're also vulgar as hell.
0: Okay, I just but wanted to make sure. It's like something's not lining up on no, my No, world no, 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 here. don't
1: get confused. <laughs> um, they, they are as vulgar as you would expect. Um, What's the craziest which,
0: thing that you've been DM'd?
1: Well, I don't know that I can say that on air. Yes, you can. Um, I don't know. Lots of people want me to pee on them. which is like not even that crazy. Mm -hmm. Uh, But a lot of people just want to know how my socks smell.
0: That's interesting. I created
1: a foot specific OnlyFans because there's, I didn't realize the the foot fetish thing is massive.
0: I got to be honest with you. If there was any way of me doing an OnlyFans, I would do a foot one. Cause like. You should. Who cares? It's just your feet. Yeah. And it's like, if all the kinks in the world, a foot is not that, you know, it's just a
1: foot. They just want to be stepped on.
0: Yeah. Is that what it is?
1: A little bit of that. Everyone,
0: I'd like to be stepped you know, it's on. It's a like, spectrum. It could, it could really feel good on your back. That's I guess. not the
1: kind of stepping on I'm talking about. I don't oh. think.
0: What, what think, kind
1: of? I don't know. Some guys want their balls stepped on and oh, told like they're hurt. a good boy.
0: Oh, like dominating. And,
1: yeah, yeah. Feel that. Which I'm learning a lot. By the way, I was not into BDSM at all mm-hmm. before I started doing OnlyFans, and now I'm like, know, I'm kind of into it now a little yeah. bit. I guess you know, you start like dipping your toes into these worlds where you're just like, huh. Oh, oh, I'm into that a little bit. I'm not into that at all. You know, you learn what you're into and what you're not into very quickly when you're exposed to it all very, very fast.
0: Do you watch porn?
1: Yes. Okay. Yes, I do.
0: I don't. Um, I feel like that was something that when I was younger, I was very, very sheltered. So it was something that I was like, oh, this is very interesting to watch and to learn. But what I found out that as a female watching it, I was learning how to perform for other people for the male gaze. Oh. Yeah, and so I think that over time, I've, I've, I'm have I've i in a really wonderful place with my husband, and um, I think we have a great life together in that way. And so it's like, I don't need to perform for him. We have a really great dynamic. So that to me, even, and I feel like even for him, and he can tell me, I don't care if he were to watch that, but it generally it's like, we've just grown together and we've tried all sorts of fun things, but it's like we've known each other a long time. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like we know where the bodies are buried. We know every number of person that we've been with. And so I just feel really, really good about where I'm at with that. But I mean, how do you feel in your relationship? Do, does sex work help? Like does it spice things up when you guys I talk about – I was very
1: about- nervous about the, – the, one of the biggest concerns I had about doing OnlyFans was the fear – that I would not be able to find a really wonderful person that could accept it.
0: Like that must have been a very big fear for you then.
1: It was a very big fear because obviously it's a very extreme life choice and I'm putting my sexuality out there, whether I'm specifically having sex with other people or not, still putting my whole sexuality and personal stuff out there for the world to see. Right, and someone has to be comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. But I was actually really surprised at even going on first dates, and obviously it's something I front load because you don't want to spring this on someone.
0: Yeah, they Google you. you, you really, really
1: like somebody, and then you have to spring that on them. I don't think that's fair. I try to really just be open and honest from the rip. But also, you know. You Google Dan Benson, it's going to pop up. So it's not like you've rebranded yourself. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) Yeah, it's a full rebrand. It is a
0: rebrand. Yes. Have you ever stumbled into like anyone that you used to know, like as a Disney executive? Like, have you seen anybody? Like,
1: nope, nope.
0: I wonder. I wonder what they make of it. But I had
1: so many. You know, I took all my social media pages, and of course, just like went full steam. And Twitter, you can post nudes. Mm-hmm. So I just started
0: I didn't posting. know that. Yeah.
1: Wow. Twitter's massive for porn. Oh, I didn't know It that. was a game changer for me. I got like 130,000 followers on Twitter in like four days. Wow. As soon as like all the news cycles hit and then mm-hmm. these, uh, like on TikTok, it became a thing. And then mm-hmm. it like, yeah, I was just like, what is going on with my Twitter? It is exploding. And then I realized there's so much gay or uh, gay porn specifically mm-hmm. on Twitter. And it's like a mm-hmm. hub.
0: Twitter's a weird that. place.
1: And then once I learned that, I was just like, let's lean in. I was like, I posted nudes on there. And then I was also just like, gentlemen, show me what you got.
0: Oh, wow. Engagement.
1: And I was like, let's go. You <laughs> know, a lot of creators, they do this thing where they're like, they hate it when other people are like trying to promote their OnlyFans on their threads or whatever. Mm. And for me, I thought that was so dumb. Like, why would you, tr- why would you not just be like – Heck yeah, you know, like, like. hype each other up. Yeah, because this industry is really hard to get started in. Especially, Like I kind of cheated. I had a, a big advantage in well, terms there's of.
0: there's a kink to you being a Disney mass, actor. Or right. Or come, you know, yeah.
1: But for someone starting from zero, really hard. It's very saturated market. It's just I like I feel like they probably streaming. have to do
0: things they don't want to do too.
1: Yeah, I think it's more just like you have to do something. that makes you stand out. mm It's like you can't just start live streaming tomorrow and expect people to watch you just because you're. You can't just play a video game and stream and become popular on Twitch.
0: No. Anymore,
1: you know, you got to have a thing. You got to have something that makes you stand out. Right. And uh, so I think OnlyFans is the same way. Unless you have some sort of built-in following already, and you're Mm -hmm. just looking to create a place that your fans that already like you can see that stuff.
0: I was going to say, like, um, would you... I wonder if you'd be able to mentor people who would be interested in creating an OnlyFans. Like, would you... Like, where's there a future for you in now you have this acquired knowledge base and you have a teaching background. So it's almost like, I wonder if there'd be people that would, like, either do Cameo with you. You're on Cameo, I assume, right?
1: I am a little bit, although I stopped doing it because it was just like, I don't know, it felt like a really well just to be honest like yeah. OnlyFans' return on investment of it's my boring. time mm. it was so much more that i was yeah. like okay i'm not even going to i feel that i'm not going to bother with that
0: i feel that i feel that um so but, but I yes do, i do
1: feel, I feel like, like i could be, teach
0: you would be a really great mentor because there's a lot of people out there that are ready to make this jump um i know i know someone um, who was like i'm i want to do this you know like this is this is something that could change my life i could make good money um, you know, and actually, wait a minute. I know another mom. I can't believe I didn't even mention this. I went to an event in Austin, Texas, and there was a lady named Tessa who, um, is a mom and she's got the biggest naturals in Texas or something like that. She says,
1: hey. and she
0: does and she's beautiful and, um, body positivity I think has been, Massive. In fact, I was really upset when I saw that the Kardashians were like reversing their BBLs because I was like, "What? That's not good." Because if we go back to the skinny, you know, early two thousands bullshit, uh, what's that going to do for just body positivity as a whole? For people like you, sure. it just it closes the door. It it pushes people back into the closet of of understanding that sexuality is just so you know, um, so multi layered. Um, so she, she, I met her and, you know, she's definitely ostracized in our community, you know, like she's not going to be going to the same parks with her kid as me. And, you know, my heart goes out because it's like, I want to have a friendship with her. Mm. And yet I know that there's only so much of a friendship I can have. Um,
1: because she's so public with, because she's like, I'm an OnlyFans girl. Like, this
0: is my Instagram. Like she'll, you know, comment on my Instagram and Mm. I'm like rooting for her. And then there's a part of me that's like, but I know that her her being around some of my mom friends would make them feel very upset about themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. So body positivity is really interesting for for folks. Like you have so much confidence, but that might make some guys super insecure with themselves, or you know, flare up, trigger them, stuff like that.
1: Yeah, and you know, I think I've gotten this confidence, and a lot of it's fake it till you make it because. I have just as much insecurities as anyone else, especially about my body. Mm -hmm. And I think what people don't understand is when you get into bodybuilding, the deeper you get into bodybuilding, the more you realize, like, there's always someone bigger and stronger and more fit and better looking. And I know that I'm not the hottest. Uh, I know I'm not the most fit. I know I'm not the most... Whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. There's always someone more. But comparison is the thief of joy, and I've worked so hard every single day for 10 years, basically, to get to this point. Yeah. And I'm just like, fuck it. You know? Like I I may not be the best, but I'm gonna work harder and I'm just gonna be relentless. And I'm so afraid of the success I've had now to go away. So I work so hard every single day. Like people think OnlyFans is easy. It can be easy, um, but it also can be a full-time job that you work really hard at to continually, you know, as as you know, from doing social media, it's like constant content.
0: You're never off.
1: You're never off. And there's Mm -hmm. always like, no matter how successful that last TikTok video you made or that that last Mm -hmm. YouTube video, you got to create more. To keep your fans happy, to keep the subscribers, to keep growing to you know, mm-hmm. it's a constant battle and it and you're you're doing multiple things at once, marketing, content creation, producing, directing. Like you're all you're responsible for it all now. Mm-hmm. So it, it's actually like people don't fully comprehend the sheer amount of work that goes into it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's pretty legitimate when you think about it, like with how many skills you've had to employ from your your knowledge base on being on set growing up on set and stuff like that. So that's good. That's a creative outlet, right? I mean, in some regards, I'm sure you wish you had more help though, right?
1: Um, I do and I don't because I I love the control Mm -hmm. that I have. And I feel like even when I'm not doing something perfectly right, I'm learning for when I mess up something or something doesn't go right or a video doesn't get the number of views that I was like, this should be doing really well. It's Mm -hmm. not why. Mm-hmm. And I I do love learning mm-hmm. about that process. So
0: we, we live in a time. I don't know how OnlyFans works, but do you have really great analytics tools in OnlyFans?
1: Um, like, do no. they show you
0: the drop off rate or like anything like that?
1: You, I know they have that
0: on TikTok. And they stuff.
1: do somewhat, but it's not quite the same as like on social media. Social media platforms usually give you a little bit more granular data on right. your trends and Um, stuff like that. So
0: now does OF have like, um, like expo or not expos, but like, like parties, cons, like how does that work being a part of the OF community?
1: I am. It's weird. It's like you're on your own little Island. In fact, I think it's kind of weird being a, uh, male content creator on OnlyFans. It feels really isolated. Hmm. Whereas when I see girl OnlyFans or thirst trap related content creators, Mm -hmm they're all so supportive of one another. And I think that's awesome. I think it's, they like get together, do pool parties, streams and all these other things that help promote each other. And they're always retweeting each other and like being really empowering and like supportive. And I like, will reach out to other guy content creators and just get ghosted or like, you know, and a lot of, you know, I do feel bad because a lot of male content creators reach out to me for engagement and stuff. But like, their stuff is a bit more extreme than oh, mine to the point where I can't really feel comfortable because I don't do porn. On That's my what I was gonna
0: say. Are you, page. are you? I may
1: do some nudes on my right. regular social, but I don't like post my porn videos there. Okay. And they do, and so it's hard for me to support people that do that exact thing. But but they're they're guys that do very similar style of content creation yeah. as me, and I'm trying to like engage with them, but it feels like they're like, no, we're competitors. Sad. And uh, you know they
0: will never compete with you, Dan Benson, because you are the only Disney Channel star who's become a sex worker that I know of.
1: <laughs> There's <laughs> only, some really hot guys on there.
0: There was one girl. There was one girl that is no, but she's in. I think she's just in porn. Um, she was on um Boy Meets World. Yes, what, the redhead. I do
1: know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. She does like actual, actual traditional porn film. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, this is so fascinating, and again, I'm really grateful for your time, um because I know it's valuable. <laughs> and um, I hope like if there's anything that we've learned today is that you obviously you have to respect people's choices. you know you're you're doing this, this is your choice, and are you i mean the question is are you happy?
1: I'm very happy. Really? I'm probably happier than, ever, than I've ever been in my entire life, really? yeah
0: makes me happy there's
1: something that you you just once you're fully committed and you're free and you know people are saying things and think things and i i don't expect everyone to agree with my decisions in fact i know that they're not going to agree with my decisions and that's totally okay and hopefully they can at least just respect me for going for it because i don't know we only live once i i I think i'm looking back i will I will have regretted not going for this opportunity that I that was so clearly in front of me. It was like all of the stars were aligning of like, this is an amazing opportunity for you. And I just had to go for it because the only thing that was holding me back was how are other people going to feel about this? Mm-hmm. And as soon as I was just like, all right, well, screw them. They'll get over it. They'll mute me on Twitter. They'll be fine. They'll make fun of me. My friends will make fun of me for a little bit then it'll be a normal thing and then we'll move on Mm -hmm. and no one will care. And that's exactly what happened.
0: Amazing. Amazing. So then tell me where we can find you and all the things.
1: Uh, Well, that depends. Do you want to see me naked or do you not want to see me naked? Basically, if you want to see me naked, Mm -hmm. go find my Twitter. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And then if you want to actually see me do sexual things, you just go to the link tree and follow the the path. Um, but if you don't want to see me naked, then don't Google me ever.
0: <laughs> just watch me on Disney Plus.
1: Yeah. Go subscribe to Disney Plus.
0: Oh my God. And watch
1: old episodes. Basically
0: what you're telling me is that there's of of no way that place. we could not see you naked.
1: It's going to be impossible to avoid basically <laughs> at this point. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you.
0: Oh my God. I love it. Okay, so obviously you're everywhere and all parts of you are everywhere, but um, I'm, I'm rooting for you and um, I'm, really, I'm, I'm really, really happy that you're happy. That's what matters to me. And if there's any time that I can support you, I will be rooting for you. I will be in your corner. And um, I will fight people for you if you would like me to like physically? <laughs> I could try. Thank you so much. I could try. I just it just it just means a lot to me that you've found a way to to get through this bullshit. This is not an easy this is not an easy road and it's not an easy choice, but you know, from you know, what they say is like necessity is the mother of invention. Mm. And I think we've I think you and I have done just that.
1: I think we have. I think we've done a pretty good job, all things considered. I'm proud of us. I'm Go us. I love this for us. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks so much for checking out this episode of The Vulnerable Podcast. For clips of this episode, go ahead and check out the Podco YouTube channel. Links in the description.